If the Denver Broncos are going to travel to Allegiant Stadium and beat the Las Vegas Raiders, their secondary is going to be very critical in slowing down Derek Carr and that Raiders offense, not to mention can Drew Locke and the Broncos offense generate any rhythm against the Raiders defense. We dive into every analysis-based piece on the passing game, the running game, and what the Broncos need to do to attack the Raiders defense. Then we give you ideas as to what to watch for on Sunday. Javante Williams is approaching a very important metric. Can he get it? You hear that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team... Every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bedinger. Both of us, we cover the Denver Broncos for the Lockdown Network and Nine News. Merry Christmas Eve to everybody all across Broncos country. Your love, your support for this show means everything to us. Thank you for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. You can get us on your favorite podcasting provider, Freedom available everywhere and you can also get us here on youtube sir my friend just a gift to be able to do another show with you here again my friend merry christmas eve to you and your family and uh we got a lot to talk about for broncos country here today we do we do merry christmas eve to you as well cody and to everybody listening this is my favorite time of year man i absolutely love it i absolutely love the christmas season i love just getting to be around family and friends and my family's here right now in omaha you know we're good to hang out for a couple days here and have some fun together so I'm loving it, and they love the show too. I know they tune in every single day, so they love uh, they love listening to Cody. They've loved getting to know Cody through the Locked On Broncos podcast. It's been awesome. So I, it's it's a blessing, man. It's a great time to reflect on our our blessings, and uh, it's a blessing for me to be part of this. Just wait for Sarah to bless your timelines on Twitter at Sarah Benger with his latest shoe drip from what he gets on Christmas. I know you will not be disappointed, folks. Just, you know, you heard it here first here, Lockdown Broncos. But, Sarah, look, we got to talk about a lot here. Obviously, the Broncos, Raiders, two seven and seven teams. Obviously, a great episode yesterday with your boy Q. He's our boy Q of the Lockdown Raiders podcast. Broncos fans loved him. Uh, but really, it's folks on the Broncos defense here because I think that if Denver's going to go into a Legion Stadium and have a chance to beat this Raiders team, a lot of it's going to be contingent upon how the second secondary plays against this Raiders offense. Now, I will say this, the Broncos passing defense coming into this game, they're fifth in the NFL. That's a great metric. And I think a lot of that's been really solidified since Ronald Darby came back and Patrick Sertan's been the starting guy opposite. And obviously you have Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, other guys getting the mix. Bryce Callahan, obviously this is going to be a second week back. That's going to be huge. They are taking on a Raiders passing offense that is second in the NFL in terms of passing yards. And Derek Carr, he's had a tremendous season so far, despite the fact that the Raiders have struggled. He is putting up production there so this is going to be huge my friend and uh it's something to look at here it, it really is and that's a surprising statistic you know the broncos send out the weekly release packet with all the different information and of course you could just easily look up the raiders season statistics but i think anybody would be surprised to find out their second in passing i mean yeah that's kudos to them for being able to put up numbers even if some of that is in garbage time but man we've seen some Really good passing performances from Derek Carr this season, notably against the Broncos, uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Those games come to mind. So obviously, though, the Broncos kryptonite, we know this, Cody. Uh, it's been Darren Waller. And Darren Waller is a guy who we know from many media sessions in the last couple of years. Man, he's an athletic wide receiver like tight end out there who can do anything after the catch. He's just so fast. He's so athletic. We know all this. But 
he might not be playing in this game. In fact, I don't think he's going to play in this game. From what we heard from Q, from what we've seen this week, and if he doesn't play in this game, Cody, that second-ranked passing attack is going to have to go to a, a, one of a couple of guys as kind of the featured option, either Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards. And I'm interested to know from you, what do you think, who do you think, the Broncos need to key in on if it's one of those two guys. It, you know, it's really tough. The the easy answer for me would say like Hunter Renfro, right? Because he's in the slot. But you know, for Bryce Callahan coming back, I think in times where Bryce has played against Renfro, he's done pretty well for the most part. Now, in the last matchup, I thought that Patrick Sertan did a really good job on Brian Edwards. However, I you know they got off to a hot start against the Cleveland Browns this past week. We saw Derek Carr throw a beautiful back shoulder to Brian Edwards. So I think they're going to go to him early. But Hunter Renfro is going to be a guy that sees probably seven to eight total targets in this game. And then you still have to account for Foster Moreau, who's the backup tight end behind Darren Waller. They still have guys, but I think the overall downfield impact that they had in that first matchup, and particularly Henry Ruggs burnt the Broncos in that game. He's no longer on the team. He's no longer in the league. That dynamic goes away a little bit. So I, I, I kind of like how it goes here. Now, I got to ask you the question, Sarah. If you were going to match up the Broncos secondary, you know, the starters that they have at cornerback versus the wide receivers, let's factor in Hunter Renfro, uh, Brian Edwards, and even potentially Zay Jones, who would you match up on who? I would start with Hunter Renfro, and I'd say, man, I feel pretty good about Bryce Callahan being back yeah. out there, right? He kind of got the opportunity to get his feet wet. Of course, you know, against Tyler Boyd, the Broncos didn't have the best game. I mean, Tyler Boyd was really the only guy on the Cincinnati offense that beat the Broncos in the passing game. So that may not inspire the most confidence in putting Bryce Callahan up against Hunter Renfro, but that's the matchup that I would want personally. I think those are I think that's kind of your best on best. Bryce Callahan is still really good when he's healthy and he's healthy. He finally got to the chance to get back and get his feet wet. I'd say on Brian Edwards, I'm putting Patrick Sertan. And I think that, that that Brian Edwards has really kind of made it, you know, established himself as a true threat on any given play. And not that Zay Jones hasn't necessarily, but I think Edwards is just the more consistent option. And Derek Carr, like you said, I mean, he's, he trusts him to throw that back shoulder throw. I mean, he trusts Brian Edwards out there. So I think we're going to get to see a little SEC matchup there between two guys who, who went at it against each other in college in Brian Edwards and Patrick Sertan. And then I'd put Darby on Zay Jones. I think that that's a, that's a solid matchup right there. Darby probably easily, you know, better, you know, the better option of the two. If you had to say, yeah. oh, who's going to win that matchup? I'd say you really favored heavily there with Darby. And the Broncos being fully healthy at this point in the secondary, going up against a Darren Wallerless <laughs> Raiders offense, I'd say that really, really helps them, especially, like you said, since the Raiders no longer have Henry Ruggs. I mean, it's going to be huge for this Broncos defense. And really, it's going to come down to the secondary. The Raiders have really struggled running the ball consistently this year. Denver's still going to have to account for it because the last time that the, the Raiders came to town and played Denver, they ran all over. I mean, we're talking about Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs. The Broncos' run defense was abysmal, and that was the game they lost, obviously, Alexander Johnson. So they put Curtis Robinson in there, and they just, man— it was rough. We didn't have the Baron Brownings and the Kenny Youngs. And I don't, you know, Kenny Young's still going through protocol. I'm not sure if he's going to play in this, but 
we didn't have the Baron Brownings, the Jonas Griffiths at this time. So I think the Broncos might have a little bit more of an advantage now than they did in that first matchup. And Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. Sarah and I, we're going to talk about the Broncos offense. And can Drew Locke and the Broncos offense generate momentum against a Raiders defense that does struggle in various areas? We talk about where they can attack and what they need to do coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about the sponsor. Today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. So good friends over there at Bill Bar. Ladies and gentlemen, the best tasting protein bar that's out there on the market. You've heard Sarah and I rave about it so many times. Sarah has got his family hooked on Bill Bar, and I want you to get hooked on Bill Bar as well because it's 100% milk chocolate. The bars, they're soft and easy to chew. You don't have to break your teeth biting into it. It's like biting into a cloud with Bill Bar, ladies and gentlemen. They have nine amazing, delicious flavors, including the occasional limited time flavor that you can check out at Built.com. With a wide assortment of flavors that they have, you're going to find something that you love or your family loves or just in general, if you want to be sneaky like me, I always get myself a box of peanut butter brownie away from the wife so she doesn't eat my peanut butter brownie Bill Bar. That's always a thing that I have to deal with during the holiday season. Not to mention, I love Bill Bar because it gives me that extra fuel when I need to sit at my desk for a morning, crank out content, and then I need to go work out. Sometimes I don't eat. So I grab a protein bar. I grab I grab the Bill Bar out of the fridge, take a bite into it. It gives me the fuel to get through my workout and to get back into the game. Uh, so, Sarah, that's one thing I always appreciate about it. And obviously, everybody has their own favorite flavors. And if you're friends with Santa Claus, look, you only have a couple days before he comes to town. So ask him if he can deliver you some Built Bar in your stock. And today, go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15. That's going to get you 15% off your next order at Built.com. Once again, promo code LOCK15 gets you 15% off at Built.com. Com. And our good friends over there at Stack Hero, ladies and gentlemen, no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose and winning. It feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. And Stack Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house and head-to-head fantasy matchups in a winner-take-all format. And here's the crazy part. Stack Hero, they show you their lineups before you play and you handpick the team that you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate, and you can play it here today. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash lockdown. Use promo code lockdown for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash lockdown. Use promo code lockdown for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash lockdown. Promo code lockdown. Terms and conditions apply to Sarah, my friend, as we continue on to this Christmas Eve episode of Lockdown Broncos. Ladies and gentlemen, just once again, thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. It's the greatest gift that you and Sarah could give to us, and we really appreciate you, Broncos country. All right, Sarah, the show continues here, my friend. We talked about the Broncos defense and the secondary in that last portion of today's show. Now we got to talk about the Broncos offense, which three games remain. I think we've all sat in agreement that it has just been a frustrating, inconsistent product to watch. Drew Locke's going to get the start. No secret about that. He's playing a team that he's really struggled against in terms of getting wins. So this is going to be a huge game, not only just for Drew Locke, but for the Denver Broncos in general, who still have a small percentage chance at the playoffs here. Sarah, I think that the key is going to be the same as what we've said every single week. I think the Broncos have to come out and they have to run the ball. The Broncos have a 10th ranked rushing offense, and they're going to be taking on a Raiders defense. That is 26th ranked against the rush. Now, it is hard to run to the outside against guys like Max Crosby, Yannick, and Gakwe, but running on the interior has been nice. Now, Q did say there is a little bit of an addition there at the inside backer position has made a little bit of an impact, and that's Divine Diablo. So can the Broncos maybe neutralize him? But this gets impacted even more because now Lloyd Cushingberry is possibly out of this week's game due to going into COVID protocols, and Vic Fangio has said that it's either going to be Quinn Miners or it's going to be Austin Schlotman to get the start of center. Me personally, sir, I think it's got to be Schlotman. We saw a lot of Quinn Miners at center during the uh, 
during the preseason that wasn't so good? Do you, you know, do you want to rob Paul to pay Peter there? I'd go with Schlotman who has a little bit more experience. I think so too. And I think we saw with minors, you know, there's work that really needs to be done over the course of an entire off season. If that's what they want to put him at, you know, he, he was, he was admitted, you know, self-taught at the center position when he was practicing there at the senior bowl last year. And that wasn't even a year ago. So I'd say that's not a smart idea in a game like this where the playoffs are still on the line. I'd say go with the guy who's got some experience there for sure. And that's and the Broncos will probably do that. I don't think there's any reason for them to unless you're trying to get maybe your best five out there, in which case, you know, Natani Muti may be a better option at the right guard. I, I mean, maybe that's the way they're looking at that in terms of maybe pushing minors to the center yeah. position. But like you said. We saw, we kind of saw that experiment. We saw a lot of bobbled and missed snaps in the offseason and training camp preseason. So I, I think a huge key in this game is exactly what you said, Cody, that Raiders defense against the run. Obviously, that's that's a big deal. But on third downs also, they're 27th in the NFL at allowing third down conversions. I mean, they're bad. And, and, and that's, you know, that's where the Broncos need to take advantage. So Drew Locke, he's got a running game behind him. Even without Lloyd Cushenberry, I'd say the offensive line that he's got in front of him is vastly improved. But what do you think Drew can do to either help or hurt this offense against the Raiders, which they struggle on third down defense? Well, you know, I think the the situation goes down to, you know, is it a third and long? Is it third and short? If it's third and short, sir, you know what I'm doing? Where's Javante? Where's Melvin? I'm handing the ball off to one of those guys, right? If it's third and seven, right, and you understand you're going to be facing a different kind of front and it's a passing situation, I'm not just going to drop Drew straight back. Like, obviously, there's going to be times where he's going to do a normal three-step, five-step drop, but I want to do some play action. I want to do some rollout stuff, stuff that Drew Locke over the course of his career has favored him. And, and I go back to that last Raiders game. I thought in the first half, minus that interception right before halftime, Drew Locke was actually playing really well. Then that interception right before halftime snowballed into one of his worst performances of his entire career in that second half where the Broncos just got washed out of that stadium. And obviously there was no fans there, but man, it was a brutal game to watch. Drew's got the capability. This is the perfect opportunity to get Guys like Jerry Judy involved more. Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant. Obviously, we know that Drew likes his tight ends. He's going to go to Noah Fant, Albert O. But now you have a chance to get Jerry more involved. And against the Raiders last year, play action on crossing drag patterns, mesh concepts. That's exactly what the Broncos hit to Jerry Judy several times. So I, I think they have to go to that. But, you know, I think the things that can hurt Drew, obviously decision-making. I think if the Broncos are facing a third and long, this is where I worry about maybe where Drew Locke can hurt the Broncos offense. And so I think a lot of it's going to be on him not to overthink it, but it's also going to be on Pat Shermer to put he and the rest of the Broncos offense in ideal situations. So there is that. But I want to kind of shift gears here for a moment, Sarah. The Broncos in the red zone, they've had this kind of dysfunctional relationship this year. The Raiders obviously have no love in the red zone as a defense here. I said it perfectly here. Don't get friend zoned in the red zone against the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders defense, they rank dead last, 32nd in the NFL in red zone defensive percentage. Opponents are scoring 77.1% of their trips into the red zone. And the Broncos, they missed out on opportunity last week being in the red zone. A fumble happened. It took them out of it. This is going to be an ideal situation where the Broncos have to capitalize. And look, the Raiders, they're giving up 27 points per game. Denver has to find a way to do it. No more excuses. This is it. Three games remaining in the season. You're going to have to find a way. And it's going to be on Pat Shermer, Drew Locke protecting the football. But ideally, I think it's going to be a collective effort. Run the ball. Take the pressure off of Drew Locke to have to make all the decisions to win the game. But obviously, he can do some things that give you a little bit more of a dynamic on the offensive side of the ball that Teddy simply hasn't had this year. So uh, in, in my opinion, that's really kind of a big key for me, Sarah. 
And that's a good one. That's a really, really good one. I think in two of the last three games, we've really seen the offense step it up in this area, which I think a lot of people will find that to be surprising. You know, against the Chargers and against the Lions, I believe the Broncos are a combined eight for eight in terms of converting red zone opportunities into touchdowns. Obviously, last week against the Cincinnati Bengals, different story. We had the fumble inside the 10 and that type of deal. So they've got to find a way, like you said, to take advantage, not getting friend zone in the red zone is the exact way to put it. You got to get it in. You got to, you got to score. You got to, you got to hit pay dirt. You got to do whatever it takes. So I I think that that's exactly where the Broncos are at. And that's, what's going to make the coaching staff trust Drew Locke to me, Cody, that if, if Drew Locke wants to earn the trust of the coaching staff, He's got to be able to turn good drives, which he had against the Cincinnati Bengals, turn those good drives into seven points. You can't settle yeah. for field goals. You got to prove, hey, if we're going to be a playoff team, this is a team that can score touchdowns on you. We're no longer that offense that's going to score, you know, 10 points against the Bengals. We're going to come out here and we're going to show you that we can actually use our tight ends, use our wide receivers, finish good drives. That's the type of offense that the Broncos need to be. And it's not too late. For them to do that. Yeah, well, a lot of it is very dependent on this coaching staff. And as we said, it, you know, it's very stubborn. Pat Shermer, you know, I I don't want to nitpick on this too much, but every time I hear him talk in a press conference, I'm I'm very uninspired by the things that he says, the general blanket statements about the offense. The offense has been very porous. And even Vic Fangio's talked about the offense, but not to the extent where obviously he's going to blast it and put it down in terms of the national media. But uh, I just can only imagine. I mean, I'm just as frustrated with the offense as I think many Broncos fans are and players are. So we'll see how things go. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. Sarah and I are going to talk about some things that while you're watching the game on Sunday, what do you need to be looking out for? What are some things you need to keep your eye on? Some storylines in this game against the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about the other sponsor. Today's episode of the show, it's a good friends of their BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march to the college bowl season and pro football playoffs and BetOnline remains your number one spot for all sports action this season so head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code lockdown that's one word lockdown to receive your bonus today from basketball football nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers that are available bet online where the game starts all right sarah jumping for correction on today's christmas eve episode lockdown broncos once again mile high salute to everybody in broncos country merry christmas make sure that you send sarah and i your tweets of any broncos gear that you get tweet us out at cody work nfl at sarah bedinger at lockdown broncos with your broncos gear we will share and retweet it on our twitter feeds but obviously we're always excited if you get some new broncos swag in, you know for uh you know something in the stocking under you know as a gift wrap present a new jersey that you want to show off let us know. We'll pump that out on our social media feeds as well. But Sarah, my friend, uh, outside of there, you know, we talk about this game, offense and defense. There's some other storylines going on. I think that Broncos fans need to keep an eye on and, and they're more player related, some accolades, some really cool things that they can add to the repertoire here. I want to talk about Javante Williams. Okay. He's close to a thousand yards rushing. And I think he's going to, if barring anything tragic, he's going to get it this season, but he just needs 185 total rushing yards 
to hit 1K. Obviously, the last Bronco to do that, you know, in terms of a guy that was a rookie, guess who it was? It was Philip Lindsay. Javante Williams, the fact that he is this close to 1K with not as many carries, I believe he's got like 100 carries less than some of the other guys out there that have really good production. And his production, he is ninth in the NFL in rushing, if I'm not mistaken, uh, just for a guy who's been super limited in how he's been used. So that right there is something that Broncos fans need to look at. But apparently there's another Broncos rookie that could accomplish something this weekend. Yeah, exactly. This this rookie class, Cody, is just awesome. And Patrick Sertan the second. The Pro Bowl snub, you know, and we did, we're not yeah. going to talk a lot about that because really, who who cares? I mean, we have Patrick Sertan on the team. Who cares if one of the Pro Bowl rosters gets him? Uh, that's that's up to them. But, man, he needs one pass defense to tie Bradley Roby for third place in passes defense by a rookie in Broncos Ooh. history. I think that's a really good stat. You know, Bradley Roby had a very underrated rookie season back in 2014 as the Broncos kind of transformed their defense uh, with DeMarcus Ware and Aqib Tlaib and those guys coming in. And so it's a testament to Patrick Sertan. I feel like I feel like that's almost like on the low end, too. Like teams are really not throwing his way the second half of the season. So he's not getting a ton of balls. And and when he does, he's making good. You know, he's, he's making good on those opportunities. He's getting his yeah. hands on the ball. He's picking it off. He's taking it the other way. Really, really good stuff from him. And on the other side of the ball, we got some. We got a wide receiver who's, you know, coming up on maybe a career high potentially in this game. We'll see. Well, you know, yeah, looking at Tim Patrick, Timmy P, obviously a beneficiary of a, a good payday, and he caught a touchdown last week, and I loved his celebration. He just went up, high pointed it, pointed at the DB, and was like, "You're small." I love that. Like in the NFL, wants to obviously <laughs> throw a flag for taunting. It's such a joke that they do that. But Tim Patrick, he just needs one touchdown reception in this game to tie his single season career high in touch touchdowns with six which he did last year he has a chance to tie it this week and if he gets two he has a chance to break it and have a new career high with seven so some things to watch if you were the broncos if you're watching the broncos on the offensive side of the ball a big beneficiary of that it's super possible now that drew is a quarterback but there's one guy on the broncos defense Sarah, that has just been absolutely reliable he's been an iron man for the last several years obviously since his inception even coming to the nfl i mean dating back to that what what is uh, another thing a Broncos fan should be watching for with the defensive player? Let's see if Kareem Jackson can get nine tackles, right? Because if he gets nine tackles, he'll be one of only four active defensive backs to hit 800 tackles since entering the league in 2010. Golly. And for a guy who was drafted at the cornerback position, are you kidding me? Kudos to this Broncos coaching staff for seeing the potential in Kareem Jackson, you know, just in terms of being a safety and being that kind of missile. I mean, he's just he's a missile out there, man. He's so much fun to watch. And he just plays. I, I love that Vic Fangio gave him that shout out at, at the Detroit game where he yes. just kind of he just kind of all laid time. his body on the line. Yeah, he's an all timer, <laughs> man. And I love that. I love seeing him play. So he could hit that huge milestone, 800 tackles. And for him to not, he, I mean, he doesn't miss time. Like you said, he's an Iron Man. So <laughs> it's crazy that he's able to do that. And another guy that the Broncos brought in as a free agent within the last couple of years, he's got a chance to do something pretty special on Sunday as well. Well, yeah, you know, Melvin Gordon's looking for a payday here, Sarah, and he has an opportunity to really extend, I think, the optics because I think so many people overlook this, but Melvin Gordon needs one touchdown to tie Saints running back Alvin Kamara, who has 67 touchdowns for the second most offensive touchdowns by an active running back since 2015. So Kamara, since 2015, has 67 total touchdowns. Melvin Gordon can tie him with one this week, which also I think goes back to another thing. Like Melvin Gordon does have value, and I know people don't want to pay him, but guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It's not your money. It's not my money. So you know what? The Broncos want to have a dynamic rushing duo for a guy who has obviously been very productive 
let's see. Let's see what he can also do with a, a new offensive coordinator that maybe utilizes he and everybody else in the way that they should be. I don't know. I'm just saying it could pay off even more, and maybe George Payton is going to invest in that. I know Broncos country has their split thoughts on that, but let us know in the comment section down below some of the keys you're looking for in this weekend's game against the Las Vegas Raiders. Obviously, thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in here once again. Merry Christmas Eve to you and yours. We will see you on Sunday on YouTube on Lockdown Broncos with the post-game report and the Broncos take on the Las Vegas Raiders. For the audio podcast, you'll get that on Monday morning for your commute to work or if you want to work out first thing in the morning and listen to us, we have you covered here. The Lockdown Broncos podcast every single day. There is no off-season for the true fans. Sarah and I, we got you covered all year long with all things Devil Broncos talk. We appreciate you, Broncos country. Mile high salute. Merry Christmas. And we'll see you on Sunday for a brand new episode, Locked on Broncos.